Thank you for the reading. Uh, I'm Carrie and I are going to preach a little bit this morning, and um, I get to do the beginning, and he gets to uh, fix it when when it's done, which is good. Annette and I were at Target last night, which is uh, kind of a pre-dorm uh, position uh, for a lot of people. We were there, and, and so many students and and parents, and we were in the food area. And this this dear couple was with their son, who's obviously an incoming freshman, and and they were trying to help him so much. And all over his face was clearly uh, written, just go home. <laughs> it was, it was a, I, we said something to the, the mother and she said, we're just trying to get a few things. And when we ask him something, he just goes, uh. <laughs> so... Um, if you are a student and the last words you had with your parents as they left was, <clears throat> then we hope that meant in a concentrated form, thank you for all your help and for, for your endless hours of, of prayer and care for me over the years. And I hope that was all just in the nugget of, <clears throat> uh, and if you are still sitting next to your parent uh, right now, as some of you may be, and one of them just did this, um, then uh, that might prompt you to uh, turn up the volume on uh and actually articulate uh, those uh, words of thanks uh, later on. Uh, and if you're at Target later on, have some ideas about what you'd want. It really moves things along for those of us who are waiting in line. Another thing that happened this last week was lovely. I got to preach Wednesday night in Bernie, Texas. I've been going over to Bernie to preach on one Wednesday night uh, during the summer for 10 or 12 years. And I was over there and, 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 and saw somebody I'd never seen before. This little lady walked up. And if you're a little lady, I am not making fun of you. Uh, I love ladies, and I love ladies who are little, and, and this lady was not young. And so if she is a little older lady, that is not pejorative, that is descriptive. So having tried to get myself out of trouble, I will go forward. This little older lady came up and said, my name's Linda. And I just love the University Avenue Church of Christ. When I was a student, one of the ladies in the church was my was assigned to me to take care of me and look out for me. And she was so sweet to me, I have never forgotten her. It was really nice when it was raining. She would give me a ride to the dorm. I lived kind of far away. I thought, she still remembers. She, she still remembers after, looks like, 90 years. 
she still remembers the people who cared for her. She still remembers the church that cared for her. She still remembers the individual who was her partner in the church. In kind of her church of two. You'll hear more about here in a minute. And I thought, if you're a member of the body of Christ at University Avenue Church and you want to be remembered get involved in the campus ministry and you'll be remembered for decades in our text this morning uh, Jesus is with his disciples and he is uh, telling them what he thinks of the people who are following. Uh, Luke writes that, uh, that Jesus thought that the folks looked like they were harassed and helpless. Kind of like some of those people I saw at Target last night. And, and Jesus said that into that group of people who are at their wit's end... Uh, in that group of people who have been beaten up and battered a bit by life, into that group, the Father wants to send helpers. That, that the field that God wants to work in is in the field of those who are helpless and harassed and without a shepherd. That Jesus looks at those folks and goes... I've got somebody for you. And so Jesus says to his disciples that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And that they should pray to the Lord of harvest for him to send workers into the harvest field. Think of that. The world as the harvest field. The city of Austin as the harvest field. One of the churches in town is having beginning services today. They are, they are beginning with services 9.30 and 11.30 just down the street from me at the AISD Performing Arts Center over in Mueller. They're starting today because they see Austin as a field ready for harvest. And so we are here praying that the Lord will send forth workers into the UT harvest field. Now when you move to chapter 10, you find out the, the interesting thing about this prayer. And we've talked about this before, but today is the day to talk about it again. Verse 1 in chapter 10, he called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. Verse 5, these 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Don't go among the Gentiles or enter the towns of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. And as you go, say, the kingdom of heaven is near. The people that he asked to pray at the end of chapter 9 
are some of the very same people that he sent to preach and teach and heal and minister at the beginning of chapter 10. And so it is with us today. We are praying that the Lord will send forth workers into the UT harvest field. And we are moving to the next chapter and hearing the Lord say that we are they who are sent. We are they who are sent. And our opportunity today is to answer the call of God. There's a word picture that I like to use <clears throat> that I think accurately describes uh, the nature of life in a place like this. And especially uh, for students who show up uh, on the campus of a place like the University of Texas. Uh, and this is, this is everywhere, but it is especially true here. And if you're a new student uh, today and you've moved in recently, you've just landed um, in Austin, um, I, know, I know what it's like uh, to be in a brand new place. Uh, to, have, uh, to have all of your life behind you that has uh, defined you that has made you what you are, that has led you to the decisions that you've made right now, but at the same time, everything being in front of you. And what's in front of you, and what's in front of, let's say, 53,000 students right now, is a giant menu of life. It's a humongous, I mean, it is huge. It's like this big. You, you, you open that menu that's just handed to you, and on that menu is every conceivable thing that you can think of. Every choice that you could ever make, every belief that you could ever hold, every piece of knowledge that you could take hold of, uh, every way of living, uh, every kind of people is on that menu as well. And so it's all there, and it's all for you to take hold of to choose from. And that's the life that you have right now. And so, here we are. You know, if you're a student here this morning, uh, you have made the choice to come be a part of uh, this little ragtag church here on the corner, um, in front of the tower, um, on this campus. Uh, and I know there's all kinds of reasons that you have made that decision. But I hope that somewhere in there, and for somewhere uh, in the thinking of all of us, is that reasoning of, I want to find where Jesus is on that menu. And I want to I look at that. Or maybe, you know, if you're here, you've had experience with 
your faith or church or whatever your background is that has said, well, I want to I go try that uh, this morning. And so you may be in a place where you are absolutely sold out, gung-ho, 100%. I am here to be a missionary. Or you're over here and you're saying, well, I don't even know if I'm going to hold on to any shred of faith that I may still have. And if you're somewhere in that spectrum, I want to say, no matter where you are, we're here for you. We're here for you. Uh, we believe in the idea of discipleship um, at Longhorns for Christ. That's a word we, we, we put out there a lot. And it's kind of a Christianese word. We know that. Uh, you really only hear that in, in, in Christian circles, uh, the idea of discipleship. But it's a really profound term. And those who've been around Longhorns for Christ, um, we talk about what discipleship is. And those of you who've been around, what, what is discipleship? Can you say it out loud? What? Following. Following. That's in its essence is what it is. It's being a follower. Now being a follower we say kind of sounds, we, we don't like to use that term, be a follower. You know, nobody, nobody says, go be a follower. Uh, you know, we're, we're, in this, uh, we're in this place especially where you're, you're told, be a leader, be a leader, go and be successful. That's great. That's great. But Jesus says, I need disciples. I simply need disciples. And he tells us what being a disciple is about. In its essence, loving God and loving others, right? And so that's what we want to help you to do. We want to help you to be a disciple who loves God and loves others. In some little better way, right? Whether you're over here or you're over here. And so this morning I want to talk to everybody um, about the, the, the strategy that we employ. And I'm just going to work through this a little bit uh, uh, quickly with you. Uh, Eddie said, hey, everybody needs to know um, about um, this, this strategy that's employed within uh, the workings of our mission here on campus in Longhorns for Christ. Uh, and we call these our discipleship layers. And these are the ways that, that we work to help everybody in some kind of way take a little step forward uh, in the path of following Jesus. Even if they're not even sure that they're on that path or they want to be on that path, these are the things that we do to help people see where that path is and maybe take a, a step toward it. And for people who are absolutely... Uh, uh, on fire with your faith, uh, I think this is just as uh, profound as well. So we have our five layers. We call it the individual, the interpersonal, the small community, the large community, and the external. And so uh, what we do uh, is we focus on each one of these in some kind of way uh, to empower people uh, in discipleship. So we have our program support of each one of these uh, layers of discipleship. Uh, so with the uh, so with individual, we work really hard to provide ind- individual study resources, uh, individual ways of uh, being. Uh, 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 
being with God, uh, being in the Word, being in prayer, uh, and uh, we've we've done we've done things like provide uh, 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 daily uh, website resources and devotional resources and reading resources. Um, we are working this year to have a uh, a resource uh, a resource table that's always available that students can uh, can draw from uh, in their uh, individual relationships with God. Uh, we focus on the interpersonal, and we and the interpersonal means one on one. How do we how do we get people together in purposeful one on one relationships uh, that are regular? And some of you have heard of this if you've uh, been around for a little bit. We call this the Church of Two, and we established this a couple years ago. It's been incredibly successful. Uh, and what we do is we uh, match up students one on one for a purposeful time of being together. Every week, um, and that's to be in reading something together, or just talking about life together, uh, being in prayer together. But a very purposeful time uh, together, uh, about an hour that is uh, convenient uh, for those students every week. And what I would like to do uh, is invite um, all of us uh, to connect with that. Eddie said that if you want to be remembered, invest in the life of a student. And I cannot emphasize that. Uh, I cannot emphasize that enough. Um, you know, we're we're we've heard of things like adopt a student and families having students over uh, to have dinner. Um, I think old Anne, Anne, you did that the other day, right? You had you had people you had students over at your house, right? But how how did you do that? How did that happen? You invited him. Revolutionary. Yes. And we love Anne because Anne, Anne, she's one of our little old ladies, right? That's not pejorative. That's not pejorative. It's descriptive, right? We love we love our little our little old ladies. They're wonderful. Every, I've said this for years. Everybody should have a little old lady in their life, right? Uh, that's not a bad thing. That's a wonderful thing. Don't fire me. Uh, man, get a get a little old lady in your life. If you are a little old lady, and, and even if you're not little or old or a lady, you can do this. You can do this. And man, we've got students who are so hungry for that. So hungry. And and we don't want it to just be uh, like an adopted student thing. You have them over dinner. That is wonderful. That is perfect. That is amazing. But we want to challenge you. We want to challenge you right now to say, what can I do to personally be in the life of a student regularly? On a week, on a weekly basis, and we'll help you to do that. There are some cards out on these tables uh, that are in the lobbies, and if you are just interested and you want to find out how maybe you can get involved in something like that, put your name on the card, uh, and we will we'll talk to you about that, and we'll equip you uh, to do that. 
but that's our interpersonal layer, church of two. So amazing. Uh, so then we do a small community. We want the small community dynamic, uh, which is also very important. And we do things called life groups. These are student-led small group Bible studies uh, that meet uh, every week uh, throughout the semesters. And uh, we're going to launch with four of those uh, coming into this semester. We have our large community uh, dynamic, which is also very, very important uh, to us. And this is our uplift worship that takes place every Sunday night. And this is also an invitation we want all of you to have, uh, is to join us. Join us. This is a, this is our gateway. Uh, we call it our gateway into everything else uh, about the ministry and community and our mission. And if you'd like to meet students or get to know students, this is one of the best ways to do it. Join us on Sunday nights. And our first one of the semester is tonight at 7 p.m. in the Longhorns for Christ uh, Campus Center. Uh, and this is a wonderful time of worship. It looks a lot different than what we do here on Sunday mornings. It's it's student-focused. It's student-centric. It's uh, in a style that students uh, really connect with. Um, but we'd love for you to be there. Love for you to be there. It's such a powerful time uh, of worship every week on Sunday nights. Um, so that's our large group uh, uh, discipleship layer. And then we call it our external. How do we focus outside of ourselves? Um, because we know that this was the life of Jesus. And if we are following Jesus, we know that it is not about ourselves um, at all. So we do a lot of things uh, in this, uh, in missions and service. We have our weekend missions uh, where groups of students will um, uh, uh, pack up and head somewhere in Texas and serve throughout the weekend uh, and then come back at the end of the weekend. Uh, a lot of you know about mobile loaves and fishes. Uh, uh, that's been an extraordinary work of uh, connecting and interfacing with our homeless population um, all around Austin. Um, and we invite you to continue to connect with that. The students are going to take that back over uh, now that the, the semester uh, is beginning. And we want you to, but there's still a place uh, for you uh, in that. Um, we do Let's Start Talking. We send uh, teams of students around the uh, world every summer uh, to interface with people one-on-one -on -one, um, in and help serve their need for English conversation uh, improvement. And we do that using the Bible as a basis of reading and conversation. It's an extraordinary and powerful uh, experience for everybody involved. And then, uh, you know, we have a, a slew of, of service-oriented activities uh, that take place. Um, all the time. But it's strategic, and we want you to know that. Um, things don't just happen. Um, and we don't just uh, get students together. We don't just have the campus center where students hang out. Um, we're very strategic in our mission and our strategy and uh, everything we, that we do. And we want to invite you uh, to be a part of that. And so I want to remind you uh, that the two major things that I want to encourage everybody to be a part of uh, as we move into this new university semester is so a Join us on Sunday nights uh, for worship. That's your best way uh, to, to meet students, to get to know them and know who they are. Um, and then get involved in our Church of Two program. Uh, they need you. They need your life. Um, I've, heard, I've, heard the, the, I've heard it said, well, I don't, I'm not sure that I have it all together enough uh, to, to be with a student like that. Well, you know what? Nobody does. Nobody does. 
and you will never have it altogether enough to be perfect for somebody. But that's what we need from each other, to share in our broken lives, to shore each other up, to encourage each other, to share our hurts and our wisdom and our joys um, and our prayers uh, with each other. Nothing could be more powerful than that, especially in the life of a student who is working to pick from that menu of life right now. Thank you. You you can do that, yeah. This is, uh, as we say, an exciting time. And the, um, the call for us as a church to be present. We don't have to be perfect, but we need to be present in the lives of, of students it is a great call. And it is a great commitment. Uh, a part of our um, ongoing ministry in the life of our church is that we have a, a new preaching minister coming in. And um, I'd like for Mitch uh, East to stand up and uh, for Allison Brown, his fiance, to stand up. And Mitch will begin preaching in Romans chapter 1 next Sunday. And we're excited. And you've got friends and relatives down the down the aisle, right? Uh, great, uh, got some hook 'em right down down the road there. That's great. We thanks y'all can sit down. Um, we're excited that they're here and that this begins. The temptation can be uh, to make. All of this um, sound like it's it's. There's a lot of organization. There's a lot of uh, eagerness because of the moment, and, and all of that's true. But today we remember that we are this people in this place with the gifts that we have because Jesus Christ has come into the world. He came in the world in the flesh, and he lived among us, and he showed us what grace and truth looked like. He gave us words of life. He gave us his very own life and rose in the resurrection life to give us hope. So as we go out into the world, we are not just asking people to affiliate with our particular party. But we go into the world as emissaries of light and life. It's all because of Jesus, empowered because the Holy Spirit is deep within us. As we stand here in a moment, we stand in the presence of God. We stand with one another. We stand with others, uh, some of whom we've been with a long time. We stand with some who are here today for their very first time. But we stand in the presence of God. We stand in the radiance of his glory. Let's stand. Let's sing together.